Hey, good morning. It is Randy here with Made Free Church, Tactical Discipleship, and ServantForChrist.com. Hope you guys are having a great, great morning. I know I am. You know, I had an amazing weekend at uh, Band of Brothers this weekend. Um, and uh, man, what an amazing thing God has done. But I'll, 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 I'll give you guys some information about that later. You know, um, I want to get into this because um, it's amazing. God is amazing. So, um, you know, we're going to be uh, in Romans 5, verses 1 through 5 today. And, um, you know, this is the blessings of believing in Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Just the blessings. We have blessings just in believing. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't believe that, but we do. You know what I mean? And um, so it's, it's, it's really amazing that we can... Um, you know, have our blessings in Christ, you know what I mean? Because it's so, when do we believe it's that? And, and we'll go through that today. But guys, if you guys need prayer, man, please go to madefreechurch.com or .org, excuse me. Um, we have a prayer request tab. We have a whole team of intercessory prayer team that prays over uh, all your prayer requests. And if you'd like for one of our pastors or myself or one of our team to give you a call and pray with you, we're more than willing to do that. But... We can only do that in uh, the confines of the United States. So if you're in Canada, Mexico, across the pond in Europe and Africa and stuff like that, we won't be able to call you. But still, we encourage you to, um, you know, uh, we still encourage you to, to put in your prayer requests in the tabs. That way we can, uh, we can pray. We can pray. We can pray for you. Uh, prayer is essential to everything that we do as, as, as Christians. And, um, you know, it's just so amazing. And also, guys, um, in the comment box, if you'd like for me to see your name, please give StreamYard access to your Facebook, YouTube, or your Twitter profile. That way, when you do comment, I can see your name and, and I'll respond to them. Okay? So that being said, oh, and, and also, the, the only translations that I really, really use are the Legacy Standard Bible, uh, the ESV, the NSAB, the New King James versions, and the King James versions. Um, those are the only ones that I use because um, those are the ones that I like that are closest to the actual transcripts that we do have and stuff like that. I also, um, you know, I, I, I read a lot of commentaries and stuff like that. Most pastors do, um, and most most ministers do. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, um, 
uh, the difference. Uh, you know, I don't want to even want to get in it. But guys, let's get into this. Let's get into prayer and let's get into to worshiping God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you for this time, Lord. Get me out of the way and get your word out there, Lord. We love you. We worship you. We praise you. Bless everyone that is watching and bless everyone that's going to watch later. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, Lord. Bless us today as we bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, well, let's get to, to this. Um, you know, it says here, please open uh, your Bibles to Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. And it says this. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into his grace, which in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only this, we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character hope. And the hope does not put shame because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. What an amazing scripture, guys. You know what I mean? What an amazing scriptures. You know, back in, in, in chapters, Romans chapters three, you know, God's words clearly established the truth that other than Jesus Christ, everyone on earth is guilty of sin. Everyone on earth deserves the righteous wrath of the almighty God. In order to prove this, you know, Paul compiled verses from several places in the Old Testament. Uh, places like, you know, Psalms 14, Psalms 53, Psalms 59, Romans 3.10 summed up by saying, there is none righteous, no, not one. And, and, and then in, in Romans 3, 19 through 20, Paul said, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by his law is the knowledge of sin. You know, on, on some level, all of us are guilty of sin, you know, but thank God that, you know, uh, before we, before the, the end of chapter three, God's word takes us from our guilt to his amazing grace. And it all centers around the cross of Christ. You know what I mean? God's total forgiveness and righteousness and everlasting life is freely available to everyone who will believe in our crucified and risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? For example, Romans 3, verses 21 through 24, it says, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who, who, all who believe, uh, for there's no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is, it, that is in Jesus Christ. Next in Romans 4, you know, Paul used the Old Testament example of Abraham to establish that salvation has always been by God's grace through faith in, in the Lord. The Old Testament saving faith was in the promise of the coming Savior who would be a descendant of Abraham. And we see this in Romans 4 verses 1 through 3 where Paul begins the question. He says this, What then shall we say that Abraham our father was found according to the flesh. 
for Abraham was ju- if if for if J- Abraham was justified by works, he has something which to boast, not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. See, the Old Testament saving uh, saving faith was the promise of the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. The New Testament saving faith is the fulfillment of God's promise through the cross of Christ, right? Now, in Romans 4, uh, went on to explain the amazing blessings that come through our faith in the Lord. Now, in chapter 5, Paul continue to talk about the blessings and believing in Jesus. See, when, 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 when the apostle Paul wrote this letter, he longed to go to Rome, but Paul wanted to meet and strengthen the Christians who were already there. He also wanted to preach the good news about Jesus everywhere he possibly could, including the capital city of the empire. We know this because in Romans 1, 9 through 16, Paul wrote, for God is my witness, whom I've served with my spirit in the gospel of his son. Without ceasing, I make mention of you in, in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gifts so that you may be established that is that I may incre- that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both you and me. Now I don't want uh, I don't want you to be aware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you, but has but but has been hindered until now. That I may have some fruit among you also, just um, uh, just as among as the other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both wise and unwise. So which as in me, I am already, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you who were in Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for anyone who believes, first the Jew and also the Greek. So about four years later, Paul did make it to Rome, right? But he, he, he got there as a prisoner of, uh, of, of the Roman Empire. And even through only his crime was telling the truth about Jesus, Paul was in the city to appeal his case to, to Caesar. And the, and the apostle had been in chains for about four years, suffered many, many hardships for the cause of Christ, but he never forgot how blessed he was in the Lord. And that's why, you know, Philippians 4.4, 4, uh, you know, he, he wrote, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Guys, we can't rejoice, always rejoice in our health and our looks. We can't always rejoice in our finances and our family, our jobs, our grades, our hobbies. We can't always rejoice in our houses and our cars, our toys, or our accomplishments. But when we think about who Jesus is and how blessed we are in him, we can always rejoice in the Lord. See, we are blessed. Our hands are not in chains today right? Then looking back on our lives, we can see how God blessed us countless times in other ways. But if all that was taken away, we could still, we would still have grace. We would still have heaven. We would still have the blessings of believing in Jesus Christ. And this morning scripture shows us the greatest blessing of all. In the first, believing 
in Jesus Christ gives us peace with God. See, as Paul said in verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have grace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus Christ gives us peace with God. The original word uh, has the ideas of tranquility, harmony, uh, security, and safety. But guys, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And why? Because God's wrath has been taken away by the cross of Christ. And we don't long, we're, we're no longer at war with God. And that's a crucial because fighting against God is a war we can never, never win. Now, if you haven't believed in Jesus Christ and you haven't received him as your Lord and Savior, and you may, you may be thinking, wait, 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 wait. I'm not at war with God. No, but you truly are. You know, Romans 5, 8 through 10 tells believers that God demonstrates his own love towards us, towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we uh, shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if we were, for if when we were sinners, we were reconciled, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. And much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. See, you guys got to understand that when Paul wrote this epistle or this letter, um, he wrote it to the church of Rome. He didn't write it to sinners. He didn't really write it to the Pharisees. He didn't write it to, you know, unbelievers. He was writing it to the believers, to the actual people in Rome, the actual Christians, right? So without Jesus Christ, we are at war with God. We are enemies and it's never his fault. It's always our fault because we are the ones who rebelled and disobeyed God. But Jesus came to give us peace. He came to give us eternal peace. This is the most crucial peace of all, peace with God. And, and, and Paul said in Colossians 1, 19 through 20, it's, it, it pleased the Father that in him, that is Jesus, that is in Jesus, all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace <clears throat> through the blood of the cross. Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away all of the uh, just punishment for, his, for, for our sins. He rose again from the dead and now we all can have peace that we that we we'll, we we all can have that peace we'll uh, we'll ever need in life how by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives that's why in verse 1 you know, uh, uh, guys it says this therefore having been justified by faith have we have the peace of God through Jesus so our Lord Jesus Christ and Romans 10:15 tells us how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Jesus came to give eternal peace to all that who trust him as Lord and Savior. He also came to give us internal, internal peace. We're so, we're so desperately in need of internal peace. And Galatians 5.22 tells us that the fruit of God's Holy Spirit in our hearts includes love, joy, peace. In Philippians 4, 
you know, Paul tells Christians to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we get the peace of God. And on top of that, God's peace is planted in our hearts and it begins to grow. And as Jesus told his followers in John, in John 14, 27, peace I leave you, uh, leave with you. It might, may, may, but, but my peace I give you, not as the world do, but as I give you. Let your heart be let your let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Majority Holmes uh, told about a time that she was struggling with you know her, with past failures in her life, and and then God helped Majority through a letter from one of her friends, and and this letter told of about a recent visit with her with the young granddaughter. They got in uh, they, they they got to see sky riding on a plane and writing a message in the sky with smoke, right? And the little girl loved watching the words being drawn and she was mystified by the smoky letters and and, 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 and that started to disappear. And, and and the little granddaughter thought about it for a few minutes and then she blurted out, maybe Jesus has an eraser. You know, in the very sense he does because he is able to erase our failures through the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 1.5 tells Christians that Jesus Christ loved and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Without Jesus, there can be no real peace. But we are all justified by faith when we believe in the cross and receive the risen Christ and as our Lord and Savior. And that's what gives us peace with God. It's amazing. You know, it really, really, really is amazing. But believing in Jesus also gives us the pathway to God, right? And that's why the first part of verse 2 tells us that through Christ, we have access by faith into grace, which we stand. See, our faith in Jesus Christ gives us access to God's grace. Our faith in Jesus gives us access to all the good things of God. And... When I hear the word access, I think about a ramp that gives us access into the freeways and highways and stuff, right? And, and, and you may have seen those road signs as limited access. But we have, but we, when we have faith in Jesus Christ, he gives us unlimited access to God. William Barclay helps us understand this with, with two great word pictures for the word access, the original word uh, was the same word used ushering someone into the presence of the royalty of royalty or even God. Barclay explained as Jesus ushers us into the presence of God, when that door is open, we don't find God's wrath or condemnation. Instead, we find God's grace, that undeserved, incredible kindness of God. There's also another uh word picture for access and, and it, it was the picture of, of safe harbor that people desperately seek and when they are out in, in the stormy seas when Jesus 
And, and when we, we trust in Jesus, we have reached that, the safe harbor of God's grace for Christ gives us full access by faith into the grace wherein we stand, right? So through the cross, Jesus opened the door for us into the presence of God. The fact that Jesus is the door. And in John 10, 7 uh, through 9, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, and if anyone enters enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Because of Jesus Christ, we have entry into the safe harbor of, of, of God's grace. We also have entry into the presence of the King of Kings. Guys, we will most certainly never get access to like the Queen of England or the President of the United States or any of those guys, right? But through Jesus Christ, we have access to God the Father any time, any day, any night. Does not matter. What's up, man? What's what's happening? I, I can't see your name, but what's up, brother? Uh, and uh, that's why that that that's what Jesus did for us when when we died on the cross. When he when he excuse me when he died on the cross. So John fourteen six says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." So believing in Jesus gives us an open pathway to God. It also gives us praise for God. You know, we can find this praise at the end of verse 2. And here Paul tells Christians that by faith in Jesus Christ, we rejoice in the hope and of the glory of God. See, the original word rejoice is found 38 times in the New Testament. But it's also, it, but it, it's only translated as rejoice four of those times. Ten of those times is the same word, but it's translated into boast. But most of the time it's translated as glory with the idea of giving glory and praise to someone. The great example, a great example is this. In, in 1 Corinthians 1 uh, verse 31, where Paul said, He who glorifies, let him glory in the Lord. This word rejoice in verse two is talking about joyfully boasting in God, bragging on him, giving him glory, praising the Lord. We rejoice, Paul says, right? It's it's a strong word that, that shows that we are filled with joy. It's the idea of being filled with so much joy that we can't hold on to it. So we don't hold on to it we began to praise the Lord rejoicing and the sure hope that we have in his, in, 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 in our glorious God. McNeil Jordan was born in Barbos on Christmas day in 1902. And on his, on his hundredth birthday, he could still recite the pages of scripture and poetry. He could tell you the name of the ship that brought him to Ellis Island, the street where he got his first job as a garment worker and the name of the cafeteria where he ate 70 years ago. A month before McNeil's 100th birthday, a family made a CD of everything he wanted to say. His eight grandchildren, his 23, or his eight children, his, his 23 grandchildren, his 33 great-grandchildren, and his three great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren uh, all got copies. And here 
is McNeil's recipe for long life. I eat well, I sleep yet, uh, well. I, I, I walk a, a quite a bit, but every week there's church where I praise God. See, McNeil said that the most, what was most important is to give God praise every day. That's all. That's all my life. And that's great advice, guys. It's great advice. Right. Well, I appreciate it. It's a great message. It's a good message. Yeah, it is. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. See, we know that praising the Lord is important to God because he talks about it in his word at least 225 times. And we ought to praise God for all that he is and all that he has done, especially we ought to praise God for the wonderful, sure hope that we have in Christ Jesus. By faith in Jesus, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's one way of believing and Jesus gives us the praise for God, but also believing uh, gives us progress from God. Like I'm talking about spiritual progress. And, and, and we can see that in verses two through four. Here, Paul tells us that we can joyfully boast even in our tribulations. Yeah, and, and the reason why is, is, is because they bring spiritual progress in our lives. Starting in verse two, the King James, uh, from the, the King James version, Paul tells us that through our Lord Jesus Christ, we also have access by faith into grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And also, and not, 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 and not only also, but we glory in the tribulations also, knowing that the tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. See, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we can keep giving God our joyful praise, even though, even through the hard times in our life, one reason of this is because tough times tend to bring progress in our Christian life. Paul talked about us, talk, talked about knowing that tribulation produces patience or perseverance. Then we can go from perseverance to experience. The original word for experience includes the idea that going through hard times tends to reveal our true character, both ourselves and those around us. And if we see ourselves falling short, then we can call on God for that added strength and wisdom that we need. And if other believers see us reflecting the life of Christ, they will approve and be inspired by a godly character. See, we can go from patient perseverance to experience of godly character. Then we can go from this experience to hope that makes us ready for all the challenges ahead. See, here in, 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 in 2021, we surely know that we need to be ready for the challenges ahead. And thank God for Philippians 2.13 tells us Christian, tells Christians that God himself is working in us to will and to his good pleasure. See, God is at work in our lives in many different ways. He even uses the challenges of today to help us get ready for the challenges for tomorrow. We get the challenges, but we also get the changes. 
and through Jesus Christ, it is always a change for the better. And believing in Jesus gives us spiritual progress from God. See, and it gives, it gives us uh, uh, an outpouring of God's love as well, right? And Paul said in verse 5, is, and we're, we're taking this from, from the King James Version, May, uh, Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The New King James says, now, it says this, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, ha- who was given to us. Don't think of a water hose or, or, or a sprinkling rain or a heavy rain. Think of like Niagara Falls. Think of like a big, you know, uh, 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 tidal wave coming through. That's how God wants to flood our hearts with his love. This God-sized love comes by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it comes through our faith in Jesus Christ. It includes our love for God, our love for other Christian brothers and sisters, and our love for our neighbors, and our love for the lost. This God-sized love includes the love for people who, who even hurt you. Lee Strobel told about a truly miraculous example. Started two days before Christmas in 1982. 18-year-old boy Ted Morris was killed uh, on that day by a drunk driver. The, the drunk driver's name was Tommy uh, Pijaj. Ted's parents, Frank and, and Elizabeth Morris, plunged into deep anger and despair. In her grief, Elizabeth fantasized about killing the drunk driver. Eventually, Elizabeth realized that her anger was destroying her life, and she chose to forgive Tommy. The Morrises reached out to Tommy, and, and it was through their friendship that Tommy became a Christian. By the, by, by, the time, by the time their story was reported 15 years later, the Morris and the Pajaj family were going to church together and were, were had shared close friendship. Now, how in the world can that happen? Only because of the miraculous flood that flooded their hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. God flooded those Christians with the same kind of miraculous agape love that he has for us. It's the same kind of love that led Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. It's that same kind of love that washes away all our sins and gives us everlasting home in heaven when we turn to Jesus and put our trust in him. You know, thank God for the blessings of believing in Jesus Christ, peace with God, a pathway to God, praise for God, progress from God, and the outpouring of God loves in our hearts. All these things and more. You know, um, went to a thing this this um, this weekend called the the training camp. It's Band of Brothers. Uh, it's Jonathan Eldridge thing, and and uh, uh, man, it changed my life. You know, and. and uh, you know, me and Pastor Chad went and it changed our lives. You know, um, just the way that it was, was how everything was going, just the way that we were seeing things and making agreement with things and, and stuff like that. And, and we got to walk through, I got to walk through some of the toughest things I've ever had to walk through in my life. 
And let me tell you, if you guys get a chance for Freedom Outreach, Band of Brothers, go to the next one in October. Get your ticket. They're going to sell out soon. But it was life-changing. Life-changing. And, and, and it, it, you know, in, in, the next, in the next few times that I'm going to be on here, you know, Wednesday and, and, and uh, uh, probably Friday and Saturday, you know, I'm going to share a lot of, of the changes in my heart. But before I do that, I want to see what, what God is doing in my life. Because it's important that we do, you know, all I can tell you guys with that, what, you know, get the wild at heart book, you know, see wild at heart, get that book by Jonathan Eldridge, read it. You know what I mean? And, and, and get to, if, if you're in the California area, you know, get to the October camp, you know, if you don't have money, you know, they, there's people that will help, you know, um, they have a, a, a woman's one too. So if you're a woman, they have one in, in Ojai. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, it's, uh, what is it called, man? I forget. I think it's, um, I forget. But, um, you know, if you're a woman, go to the women's camp. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh, Ransom Heart. That's what it's called. Ransom Heart for the women. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like, guys, you know, if men, women, you know, the, the, the women ones in September, you guys, get to this. It'll change your life. It's changed mine in such a, a positive way, in such a, a great way. You know, I mean, dude, I got to let go of some things that I did. I thought I'd just let go, and it really wasn't. You know what I mean? So, um, get the Wild at Heart. Men, this is a men's book, Wild at Hearts by John Eldridge. Get that and, and read it, you know. And get, get, get a group of guys with you. Get a group of guys with you and read it. You know what I mean? That's so amazing, man, when you go through a bunch of guys and you get to sit and talk about it and stuff like that. So, guys, uh, a couple uh, a couple more announcements uh, before we go. Guys, if you'd like to support Made Free Church in any way, shape, or form, we are a 501c3 nonprofit church. Um, yeah, you could, you, could, you could donate three ways. You can donate through our Cash App, our PayPal link, or you can send a check or money order to the address provided on the website. Uh, please leave your email addresses in the PayPal and all that. That way we can send you a tax deductible receipt um, for your taxes at the end of the year. And if you guys would like to check out my own personal website, you can check me out at serventforchrist.com. That is servantforchrist.com. And guys, check out our buddies over at 120 Army. 120army.com. They've launched a new app. It's a prayer app. Get involved. Get it on your, your Android or your iPhone. This is an, these guys are amazing. We love Aaron and, 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 and we love Jose. So we support them and, 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 and we, yeah, get that app. It's really cool. Also, we have a new uh, discipleship um, that we're doing. It's called Tactical Discipleship. And we're looking for mature Christians to come and be disciplers. And we give you all the information and stuff like that. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, to do that. And if you guys want to be discipled, there's a little sign up there for you as well that we'll reach, we'll reach out to people that we have in your area. Or, you know, if you want to stay in one of our groups, you can, we have, I have a discipleship meeting every Wednesday at eight o'clock at night, that specific standard time. And, uh, these guys, man, 
Um, I've had a couple of these guys for almost two years. You know, these guys are just, they're solid. You know, they're solid guys. So, um, and, and if you're women, uh, please sign up. Uh, we have women in, in all areas to, you know, that, that and if we need, we need women in all areas to be disciples as well. We'll train you up. We'll get on a Zoom call. We'll train you up for that as well. We also have podcasting. Reform Pastor is mine. Uh, so, guys, we're, I'm on all the platforms. You can check us out um, and stuff. But Made Free Church also has a podcasting only on Spotify. Uh, so you can check Made Free Church out on Spotify. Or you can check Reform Pastor <coughs> on all the platforms that we have. Guys, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for watching. And uh, we, we just, you know, uh, if you guys need prayer and stuff, please reach out. Please reach out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. And we just thank you. Um, and then we get another day that we get to spend with you in word and prayer and just fellowship and communion. We love you, God, and we just worship you, Lord. Bless the people that are watching. Bless the people that are going to be watching later. Lord, bless their lives, their families, their finances, and everything, Lord. Thank you for all the spiritual blessings that we get in Christ Jesus. And having faith and the blessings that you give is just, just, just believing in you. We love you, we worship you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, you guys have a great, great, great day. You too, have a blessed day. Um, and God bless you guys. And we will see you, not tomorrow, but on Wednesday. God bless you guys.